0: Do you think negativity impacts your practice? It does. It's time to take a closer look at it. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Everyone, welcome back. Thank you, as always, for tuning in this week and every week. I hope you've been enjoying the show, and I love having you here. I love speaking to you one-on-one. There's a lot of talk about toxic negativity, and now there's a lot of talk about toxic positivity. We're human creatures. We've been of the same design since the beginning of our existence on this planet. What we feel, we transmit. So it's really important you understand what you transmit, and specifically, what feelings or emotions or attitudes you allow to pass by undetected and unchecked. But before we get into it, let's take a moment to remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. If this helps you, please share this episode with your friends, with your colleagues. Don't forget to join us in the Badass Agile Listener Lounge on Facebook and check us out anywhere they serve up your favorite socials. You can probably tell when your dog misses you, you can probably tell when your cat is pissed. You can probably tell when your spouse or your siblings or your colleagues are upset too, even if they say they're not. It's difficult for us to conceal or hide our true emotions, but our emotions affect how others experience us and interact with us. And it's important to note that what you transmit spreads. If you're a leader, the way you show up matters. But We exist in a confusing and changing emotional environment. It used to be good advice to tell people to just buck it up and be positive, and I've done an episode on positivity before. Forced positivity isn't real positivity. And, like the colleague who's upset with you, it's pretty easy to detect when someone's covering something up and trying to push out an emotion like positivity as a way to manage how they really feel and how other people end up perceiving them but just because positivity in its disingenuine format doesn't help things you still have to be aware of the fact that if you leak negativity you're going to poison your team anyway now negativity can show up in a bunch of different ways i've seen people who are overly sarcastic i've seen people who are overly pessimistic i've also seen people who are bitter jealous and angry and of course that shows up as negativity too most of these emotions come from a place Of not having enough of something, a fear of not being good enough, a fear of being exposed as an imposter, a fear of failing, a fear of succeeding, a fear of having to work too hard. It doesn't really matter where it comes from, what its origins are. Each of us has something that we fear, that we dread, and that we don't handle very well. But of course, most of us never get a chance to get good at handling those negative feelings directly, of looking the problem in the eye and saying, let's fix this. So it goes unchecked. And as a result, it leaks out. When I say leaks out, the snide comments, the bad attitude, even the tone of voice, little facial or verbal or nonverbal cues that express disgust, disdain, that hide a deeper layer of jealousy or bitterness. Man, there's a lot going on there. But to make it more concrete, imagine you're struggling to make Agile stick somewhere. You're doing the training, you're doing the coaching, you're doing the teaching, but for whatever reason, There are some people who are maybe a little resistant who are not accepting it. Now that could show up as anything from sabotage all the way down to disengaging, subtle stonewalling, things that might even be hard to nail down and attribute to a lack of energy or a lack of acceptance of our philosophies, habits, and mindsets. So we as coaches or scrum masters might get a little negative. Now how would that show up? Well, we might start labeling that person, or we might start throwing out sarcastic comments. We might make that person the butt of jokes, either public or private. We might start gossiping. We might start complaining to a colleague without addressing the actual person that's the cause of our suffering. We might even get a little bit aggressive and threatening and saying, if you don't dot dot dot, then I will dot dot dot. All of those things reflect whatever fear or concern you have. You might fear that this person derails the project and causes it to fail, making you look foolish or not good enough to perform the role. You might be afraid that they have a good point. Maybe we shouldn't be doing agile, and you'll be exposed as a fraud or be deemed redundant and once again lose your job, lose your esteem, lose the approval that you had or the support that you had of your peers or bosses. Maybe this person looks like a rebel to you. A troublemaker, a poop disturber, and that's the kind of person you've always wanted to be but never had the courage to be. Once again, the root issue has everything to do with you and your fears and your perceptions and your worries, and very little to do with the other person. But the primitive brain doesn't know how to disambiguate the feelings, the emotions, and the fears that you have with what's going on in the actual world. Your worries seem real because they're your worries. They may have absolutely no relevance, no proof, no evidence in the real world, but you don't know that. So at a very basic level, the negativity starts to creep out. You handle it and restore balance to yourself by being snide, sarcastic, cruel, gossipy, etc., etc., etc. The list goes on. Now that's just one example of negativity. You might have an issue with the boss. Or a manager who didn't give you the raise or promotion that you wanted, so you become bitter, and that leaks out in the work that you do every day. Maybe you got chewed out, maybe something was late, and all the blame fell to you and it didn't feel good, so you feel some kind of shame or you feel some kind of, once again, not good enough, imposter syndrome. And that leaks out in how you speak, how you stand, everything that you do as an agile coach or a scrum master, you are visible to everyone. All of your words, all of your expressions, all your postures and stances will reflect that internal state. So what do you do? I think there's two things you need to get good at to make sure that your default and very human emotions of negativity don't leak out and spread all over the team room. The first one is deal with your issues. Someone's not playing ball in the team room and it's causing you pain, address that issue directly. And you do that not by confrontation. The simplest way to move people from wherever they happen to be to a place that's more beneficial to the group is through agreement. So go to that person and say, hey, let me know what's going on with you. I noticed that you are such and such. Or you may want to say, let me know how this is working for you. How do you feel about it? Do you like what we're doing here? Are you comfortable here? Do you feel like you belong? Do you feel like you can be productive? And if not, tell me more about it. And they may say to you, you know something, I think agile is the dumbest thing that we've ever tried in this organization. You could say, I can, you know what? I can understand that. I can agree with that. It is weird. It is strange. It is counterintuitive to everything that we've done and known in the past. Tell me more about that. So in this case, all we're doing is starting with true empathy, which is saying, let me be in that person's shoes. Let me connect with their emotional state. The chances are good that they're afraid of what change means to them, their job, their security, something along those lines, be there, don't mention it, don't predict. You're not a the therapist for this person, but you are there to understand to what extent their emotions are driving their behavior. And if you can help them change those emotions, so if they're fearing change, can we make their experience one of a good change? How do we do that? You don't have to know. You don't. At this moment, the how doesn't matter. The what and the why matters. What's going on with you? All right, how's that feel? What would you do differently? What would you change? What's the most important thing to you? Why do you come into this office every day and do this specific job? What do you love about what you do? What do you want more of? What do you want less of? Once you've heard that from the person, you can at least begin to try to shift mindsets, not by making them wrong and you right, but simply by getting them more of what they want and less of what they don't, so that you as a team can have more of what you collectively want, which is to work together in an agile way to bring about the best outcomes. If it's the boss who gave you a nasty review or chewed you out, then deal with it. Go back to the table and say, I had a few days to think about what you said. Let me ask you the following questions. One, two, three. What would make me better? What's the real thing I need to focus on? I appreciate the feedback on the events and the specifics of what you think went wrong, but I need to hear from you what you think I need to improve. What would I do so that in the same situation in the future, we got to a place where it you might say, yeah, we failed, but it's okay because dot, dot, dot. Work on getting that agreement. Work on solving that problem. So that's step number one. Learn how to directly address the root cause of the fear or discomfort. You can't run from it. One thing I don't agree with in modern discourse is that it's okay to stand aside and let your fear just sit there and ruminate and rule your actions, to percolate in a state of brooding, unhappiness, depression, anxiety. Those things won't solve anything either, any more than toxic positivity will. So, fight for it. Fight for your happiness. Fight for real positivity. Go in and create change with direct action. Not aggressive, but bold, courageous action. And then the second thing that you can do is watch how your negativity leaks. Easiest way to do that is first be aware of when the negativity arises. It's a feeling a discomfort for some people you might feel like a nap other people can feel their blood boil and their fists shaking their teeth clenching their brow furrowing know when the negative emotion rises to the surface and understand the next thing that comes out of your mouth or out of your body is going to be some manifestation of that anger that discomfort that fear that unhappiness that negativity and so can we change the emotion Can we look at all negative emotion, whether they're fear-based, anger-based, bitterness, jealousy-based, whatever the root cause of your negativity is, hopelessness, frustration, disgruntledness, whatever the source is, can we use that energy to redirect the situation and make change? I'm angry at my boss for giving me a bad review in public, but there is an opportunity to learn and improve in there. So I'm going to take that and move forward. Didn't feel great, but I'm going to change my state to one of frustration and embarrassment or humiliation or whatever it might be and move forward. Move forward with energy and passion. determined not to repeat my past mistakes. And if there's a problem that I haven't dealt with directly, I'm going to commit to dealing with it directly. But if there is no problem, if my manager was justified in the criticism and I'm simply feeling it as negative, worthlessness. Shame, however, you take it, however, it arises for you to make a choice to change your state. Let's focus on what I can do. I have the opportunity to learn, to influence, to generate something new, to innovate, to create. The moment you make that choice, you stop sweating negative emotion. It changes how you show up. This, my friends, is a practice. And it's not the same thing as putting on a positive face, but it is changing your beliefs that in every negative event, The negativity itself is of our own design. It is how we choose to interpret an event that makes it largely negative. Even the worst of conditions are survivable. And if we make a choice not to let the negative event define us, but rather to let our survival of that negative event be part of the fabric of who we are and who we help, that changes everything. So keep those two techniques in mind. Either we address the source of the negativity, or we learn the technique of seeing the negativity in action internally, stopping the negative pattern, the associations, the meaning-making, and most importantly, the outward demonstration, and then we shift. We choose a different emotion. We change our state consciously to something else. The reason why this lesson is so important is because the energy as a coach, as a leader, the energy that you generate and transmit is infectious. It's viral. It changes the color and the tenor of the team room, and it affects how your team shows up, and therefore it affects directly the results that you can get. Try these techniques out today. I hope this one was inspiring to you. You can find me, as always, on badassagile.com, on the soon-to-be-defunct Twitter at badass underscore agile and on Instagram at badassagile. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. As always, my friends, thank you for coming in and listening. I look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, stay badass.